Welcome to Busted Biscuits. I'm Jen Stanley. And I'm Jill Super. And today we are starting a series called Flaky Layers. It's a five-part series. Woohoo. We're, we're starting with dating. dating. Mm-hmm. And then we're moving on to marriage, spousal relationships, uh, parent-child relationships, extended family relationships, and work relationships. And we'll talk about all the different facets, where they kind of overlap and some of the same things that you can do in each, but also how they're each different and what you can do to be, you know, to, to move those forward as healthy, successful relationships. Yes. And so we do want to offer a disclaimer right now because, mm-hmm. um, so Jill and I record this like in one shot, like we just hit record and then go. And so we don't always know what where we're right. going to land. Like we have yes. a kind of a, a path, but we don't quite know. So I do know that we have some mother-daughter pairs that listen to the podcast. And so I, I would strongly encourage you as a mom to listen to this first and make sure that you're okay with your daughter hearing what we talk about because, you know, dating can be juicy. And so um, <laughs> like, and honestly, I don't know if we're going to say anything juicy, but just in case, I just want to make sure that you yeah. have the opportunity to kind of filter that. If, just if in protect fact, that first. <laughs> yeah. And if, you know, and then we make it to the end of this and go, we didn't need a disclaimer, but who knows? But just in case, I just wanted to throw it out there if we needed to do that. Yes. Okay. All right, Jill. Dating. Is it easy? Well, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> the end. Tune in next time. Just kidding. There you have it. That's that's our extent of knowledge. No, I'm just kidding. Dating is hard. Okay. Yes, it is. So um, I, I did want to offer a couple of resources for yes. people if that if they're looking, if they're in a dating life, like that's the stage of life that they're in. I think you, this would apply to anyone. Um, if you're young, middle-aged, elderly, whatever stage of life you're yes. in dating, I think that these these two books would be a good thing to look at. Um, the first one is True Love Dates by Deborah Falada. Um, these this book is available on Amazon. You could totally find that. It, it's really talking about good principles for dating. And then the other one is Relationship Goals by um, Michael Todd. And so um, I would highly recommend both of those books for you to look into um, if you are wanting to to approach dating and get some um, get a framework for how to pursue that. Yeah, I think it's really good. And so um, we kind of talked about how dating connects to our our yes. principles. Yeah. When you said framework, that, that brought it right to mind. Um, so, you know, the first 10 episodes that we have done of our podcast have all been about uh, how to how to assess self, right? How mm-hmm. to look at what you, who you are, what you want in a relationship, what you, what you're expecting from someone in a relationship and how to go out and find that and then communicate in order to have that healthy long-term relationship. And dating, really is the same thing, right? Like that's what we're looking for. We're looking for something that's going to lead to having a partner for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so having that as our foundation really applies to all of the things that we're going to talk about in these series, but specifically in dating because it's all new, right? right. So some yes. of these other relationships that we'll get into are more, you know, they're long-term, you've had them for a while. Um, this one is new, how to start new relationships. And when we when we talk about dating and going out and finding someone, it, 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 all, it all kind of goes right back to what we've talked about with friendships as well. Yes, definitely. And so I, I do think we need to talk about like when you first meet somebody, you're kind of in the mm-hmm. honeymoon stage. Yes. Right? And so then you are um, putting your best foot forward. You're trying to like um, keep everything in check, making sure that you have your manners <laughs> and that, you know, that... that You're laughing appropriately. Right. And, you know, things. yes. And that you are... Um, that you, are creating an environment where like you say that you're desirable or show that you are, you know, you want them to like you. Yes. And so um, where do you think is a good place to meet people to start dating? Where should people be looking? Um, some of the obvious places, I guess I would say, are work, church, social groups that you have that mm-hmm. you belong to. 
Friend um, of a friend. Friend of a friend. Somebody that, yeah, somebody you could trust. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's a blind date. Mm-hmm. A friend of the family, or you yeah. might have, you know, you might have a friend that like note like they could recommend. Um, I think someone in class at college, mm-hmm. you know, or high yep. school would be a place to do that. Yes. Um, just really any place that you would meet someone is an okay place to meet someone to date. Yes. And what we want to say is don't rule out any place. Yeah. Don't say, I can't meet somebody here. You could be walking through a grocery store and meet mm-hmm. someone yes. who I've met that way. Yes. Um, you know, bonded over an orange. So don't don't rule it out. Yeah. <laughs> I know someone that was at work and they a customer came and yeah. um and, and liked her and, and ended up asking her out and now they're married. You know, yeah. <laughs> so Perfect. so like yeah, so that you you just never know when that's gonna happen or how it's going exactly. to. So you kinda need to be open to to those places. Yes. And not be closed off to that. And like we said before as well, people. Don't rule out any people because mm-hmm. you don't really, you know, until you get to know someone, you don't, you don't well, know. But them. wait a minute. We might need to rule out a little bit. Okay. Well, you know, so, but like you need to be open-minded. Like yes. don't just completely yes. say like, I will never date a bald guy. You know, well, that's not fair. <laughs> you know what I mean? So maybe in that regard, yes. you know, but if you know for sure, like you are not interested in Dungeons and Dragons, you know, you want, <laughs> you can avoid some, you know, so I think that, that there's a balance in that. I want to jump How do you find that out fast? <laughs> well, if, if it's on their dating profile. That's exactly right. <laughs> online. <laughs> So um, we're, we're really kind of looking into and exploring like online dating and how much of that is happening. And yeah. so um, I was reading the book called The Current Collegiate Hookup Culture. And so kind of looking into that. But as the information there, it feels a smidge dated because it was like for 2007 were some of the studies that they're referencing. And so like, I think in that short amount of time, dating has shifted. I agree. And so I, agree. I, so I don't know that the, the information here was as relevant as I was hoping it to be. And so, um, because it indicated that there wasn't a whole lot of people like going online dating apps to find someone, um, they were using them, but they weren't always looking to connect with someone. And and I just don't think that's true anymore. I think people get on there and, and utilize, um, utilize a dating app to talk to people. Yeah, I would agree. Like I have, I have, there are some people in my life who are single and that seems to be like the easiest route to find someone, mm-hmm. right? Um, so several of them have gone out. Now, you know, whether it works out or they become discouraged or whatever the case may be, initially that's that seems to be the easiest route. Like I don't have to know anybody. I don't have to tell anybody. I don't have to talk to anybody. I can just go and look, right? Right, And, and see what's out there. Mm-hmm. The downside to that, though, is mm-hmm. that you don't always see the full person. Yeah. And so like... One of the things this book did mention was that online dating is like you're missing out on using all five senses when you meet somebody <laughs> online. Like you don't get to like, you're missing out on touch and on smell. I had to chuckle at the smell. Yes. So, but they could have really nice cologne on. That's right. right? And yes. so they could, you could be a good thing. I mean, or they could smell offensively. That's possible. <laughs> you know, so, but you aren't, you, you aren't able to utilize all your yeah. senses to know, you know, how you're feeling about this person. And so I, I thought that was an interesting concept that like, um, it kind of, that, that dating online kind of numbs our experience. Yeah, it does. Like we don't have a full, you know, experience. Yeah, that so way. interesting. Yeah. And so I do think that people can misrepresent themselves online, right? Well, because the idea is you can put, like we talked earlier about putting your best foot forward. When you're on an online dating app, you can say anything. Right. Right. Um, but if we're not putting our authentic self out there. Right. First, as 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 a person and who's looking for someone, mm-hmm. you know how sustainable is what you're putting out there? Is it really who you are? Are you being true to your true to who you are yeah. um, when you when you put your little blurb out there and your picture out there? Um, right. The flip side of that is what? what what other people are posting as well. 
Yeah. They're all doing the same thing. Yes. And so, um, so it's kind of like you, you misrepresent yourself a little bit, like to say works out daily. Well, you started last week, <laughs> you know, so, so like avid runner six years ago. <laughs> right. Right. And so, so they're half truths a lot of times. Right. Yeah. And so then, then you like express that you have certain values, but when you really get into that, you, you don't, you know, or right. the person that you're talking to doesn't have the values that they're saying that they have. And so I think you do have to be kind of careful and cautious in that because you, you don't know for sure if you're getting what is being advertised. Agreed. Agreed. It's, it's hard. Um, and you know, when you're just swiping based on an image and a short blurb, you honestly don't know. Right. So, yeah, I do think the dating has changed quite a bit than like when, when I was younger and dating, like dating mm. used to be where the guy would come to the house, pick up the girl, take you somewhere, you'd do some something fun, and then they would come home by a curfew. And, yes. and so like I feel like that element of dating is missing. So like <laughs> some people sometimes people will meet in the community and do something, but I feel like especially with the college kids that I'm talking to, there's a whole lot of just hanging out on a couch. Yeah. Like there's no there's not a lot of activity, there's not a lot of let's go do things together. It's just like they come to their house and they just sit. And they stay there. Oftentimes they stay overnight and they stay and they don't really do anything. They don't have activities together. I see that with some of my younger children. That is yeah, that is very true. And so I think what you miss out on that by just being on a couch all the time is you m- miss out having experiences and learning about that person in a public setting. Like how do they conduct themselves? Like are they rude to the waiter? You yeah. know, um, do they tip well? Um, you know, are they good at planning an activity? Are they willing to try new things? You know, like what's intimidating to them? What's, what empowers them? Like just really understanding who they are as a person. If you're just sitting on the couch all the time, you don't get to learn that about them. Yeah. I think about, for some reason, the bungee jumping, I had said this earlier, but for some reason it came back. So I'm going to, I'm going to use that as an example, but you know, you never bungee jumped, but someone that you made or maybe going on a date with loves it, right? And they're encouraging you and they convince you to do it and the high that you get after you do it. Like you shared that with them. That was a bonding experience. Like Mm -hmm. it was absolutely time for you to be able to connect in a different way. See what kind of person they are in the moment like you were talking about and and really connect with someone on an on a, a bit of an emotional level. Yeah. Like do they like roller coasters? Yeah. You know? Like do they scream like a banshee? Yeah. I definitely scream <laughs> on a roller coaster. Like I have a very distinct scream. Like I like my girls can even like not be on the roller coaster with me and hear me like, oh, there's mom. <laughs> you know. So my, my sister and I scream very similarly on roller coasters. That's one of my favorite things to do with her is to ride it like a new roller coaster. I'm like, what? <laughs> so so like what what kind of things yeah. nuances is there about this person that you're right, spending time right. with and so like if you're just hanging out on the couch watching tv or watching videos like you aren't learning these things about them no and too much yeah. time on the couch leads to like physical intimacy yes. like you know like if you're sitting there snuggling all the time then like and there's nothing else going on like it's really easy then to move into something physical yes and so the downside to that is that like you end up having this physical intimacy, but you've not built into any emotional intimacy. Right. Like you don't know the person for who they are. Like you're familiar with their body, but you're not familiar with what they like or what they don't like. But the bad thing about that is you're still in the honeymoon stage. And so you're like, oh, everything's perfect. And they're yeah. just great. But you really don't know enough about them to even know if they're going to be someone who should be in your life long term. This is true. And so I think you end up getting in a physical relationship before you mm-hmm. have the what you need emotionally. Yes. To do that. And so um, 
I, I frequently say that in relationships, if you start with sex, you're, it's kind of like a house where you build the roof first. Mm-hmm. So like the roof is just sitting on the ground, right? <laughs> because like the roof should really come close to last, yes. you know? And so, um, so it's like if you don't have that foundation underneath it, like that, that intimacy to sustain this physical relationship, then, then it's really hard to get the roof off the ground. Yeah, what's your house going to look like? Yeah, I think so often people are starting with a roof yeah. and then they try to fill in that intimacy and those walls later. And it's just really difficult to do that. Well, it's hard to jack something up after it's already built. Like, yes, if you think about it, is already jacked up as in <laughs> mess, messed up. But, like, but yeah, it's hard. Like, once it's, yeah, yeah. It's, how do you do that? How do you get up underneath there and start building things? And it's really difficult and hard. Well, and for some reason, it pops into my head that, like, you're going to need more than two people at that point. Yes. Right. So then you, then you get to the point where you're like, I need, I need some help trying to right. get this to, <laughs> right. to go where it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so ultimately, like, my, my, I have a faith based perspective when it comes to sex. And so mm-hmm. then I, I would strongly encourage people to wait until they're married because like there's a purpose in sex for a ma- in a married relationship while that's my preference and my encouragement and my belief system i also know that's not really what's happening like like there's fewer and fewer people are waiting until they're married to have sex and so um so i, I think there's some things that happen when you have sex before you're married well and i will say from my perspective i mean i mean i think i've shared before you know i had a, a child at 17 obviously i was out having sex way too early. Mm-hmm. If Looking back, I would say for me, that was way too early. I wasn't emotionally stable or emotionally ready to be able to do that. I used it as something to gain love. Like mm-hmm. I just assumed that that was what equated love. And so having that as my, you know, my, my foundation and putting that roof on nothing, truly that's what it was, putting a roof on nothing mm-hmm. because there was nothing to sustain that relationship other than that physical relationship. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that sex connects people longer than they should. I I think people stay in relationships longer than they need to because they have that sex connection. And so like if they hadn't been intimate, then like when they start seeing the things that they don't like about that person or like, ugh, this isn't, you know, you're selfish and you don't, you don't love me well or whatever Mm -hmm. that is, like it feels almost too late to get out of it. Yeah. And so then you stay too long and, or you think, oh, it's okay. Like we can build this. It's, we can, we can fix this. I love him. I love her. And, and you try to stay and and make it work. But really the only thing you have is the sex. Like there's not that, you don't have that emotional connection that you need to have. And so like, I think you should rethink that. I agree. And, and consider those things. Well, I'm just thinking about, you know, not making, putting you on the spot with this, but I think about the reason people seek counseling. Mm -hmm. Really that's, that's why, right? Like they've gotten to the point where they never communicated. Mm-hmm. They've gotten to a point where they don't even like each other anymore. Right. But they may still be having sex. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a couple that I'm working with, actually a college couple. And so then they had been together um, and and um, were very sexually active and like basically was doing what I said, but they just lay on the couch all the time and are only hanging out. And so they took a break. They broke up with one another and they've decided that they want to try again, but this time they want to do it differently. So they're setting up some guardrails and, and trying to stay away from the sexual aspect of their relationship, but to go do things together, like to go experience life together, like actually come pick her up. Take her somewhere, go to something, you know, and, and, and just be more mature about those things. And I I will say like one of the, one of the things that pops into my head when you're talking about that is like in other relationships that we're going to be talking about over the next five series, like the series of five, you know, one of the things that we'll probably get to is dating your spouse, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's important to have that time out and away and doing something that you can connect over. Yes. Um, 
the same with kids, spending time with your kids, not doing like social media things or texting, Mm -hmm. but actually physically going out and doing something with your your children to create time and memories spent, time spent and memories made. Um, So you know, so this kind of applies to everything. Yes, in the in the dating relationship, it it's kind of the sex part, but um, that starts it, and then you try and figure out whether or not you even have something. Which, like you said, it, it's it just, backwards. Yeah, it's backwards. So, like you really need to be spending time with someone, like to learn who they yeah. are, you know, yeah. before you do those other things. And um, I also think that pornography impacts our like dating mm-hmm. life and relationships. Um, I read a statistic recently that it's not uh, if a child will see pornography, but it's when. And so children between the ages of five and six are having their first exposure Whoa. to pornography. Yeah. Wow. Because it's so easily accessible. And so like when I was growing up, like what I remember about pornography was that there were like magazines <laughs> at the gas station behind the counter that were all covered up, you know? And so like I knew, I knew that was bad. But I didn't know what was in it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, someone had to have, like, the guts to ask the, the guy <laughs> from the counter to grab it for them. And to, you know, so you had to publicly buy it, right? Yeah. Or you had to get a subscription in the mail. I think people would get those, right? And so it was a very private thing. Well, now pornography is so rampant. Yeah. Like, you can find it anywhere. Like, yeah. um, on regular TV, not yeah. even the cable channel. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so even like you can set restrictions, but then you can still fi- have access to those things, right. like find a way around it. And so like, um, and so then I think what happens is our society is really putting a premium on sex and sexual connection and sexual relationships. And then I think what our, our children are learning and even we as women are learning or believe we think is true that our value comes from our bodies. Yeah. And that that's really, um, th- that's where our value is. And so then, um, and so then we think this is what I need to give in this relationship because this is what brings me value and I need to look a certain way, um, so that I'm desirable and this brings me value. And the reality is like, there's so much more to you as a person than just your body. Yeah. And I, I, I keep thinking about the foundational stuff that we talked about earlier, like know who you are. Right. Know what really your value is. Like mm-hmm. you said, it is not your body. That is not what you lead with. That is that is not who you are. You are someone. You are you are someone special. Mm-hmm. And and you need to be who you are. Be yourself and know that you're gonna find the person. Yeah. And don't get, don't give in to temptation or yeah. give in to pressure if, if you're not wanting to do that. Yeah. You know, like stand don't firm compromise. And, yeah. yeah. Don't compromise. That's good. Um, so another book I was reading, um, the hookup culture It's not, it's similar to the one I mentioned earlier, but this one, uh, I read a couple years back and it was talking about like on college campuses, like what that looked like. And so first thing I learned was that hookup doesn't necessarily mean sex. Like I really had that assumption that, mm-hmm. um, yeah, me that, too. that it meant like that they were actually doing it. So but it's not, no, it's like, it's, it can be making out, it can be <clears throat> kissing, but it's some kind of connection. So people use that word to say, yeah, we hooked up. And so it's kind Ooh. of a, kind of a private <laughs> word. Like you don't quite know what that means, right? It yeah. could mean a myriad of things. And so I, me as an old lady in my forties thought that it meant, you know, that it definitely meant sex and it doesn't necessarily mean that. Um, but we've got, we, society is teaching kids, our, our, high school age kids that like a college experience. They want to come to college and have an experience. They want to have as many partners as they can have and they want to go to parties and they want to meet people and they want to hook up. And so then you got freshmen and sophomores that come here, you know, to a college campus and like they're looking for that. They're looking for opportunities to to hook up and to to get a body count. And so um a body count means like how many people you've slept with. And so um you're spending time like seeking that out. Well, and then 
about the time you hit junior, senior year, you start to think, you know what, this isn't really what I want. This isn't yeah. what I want to be about. Like, like you, you have this understanding of this isn't really what's out there. There's more to that. There's more to life. There's more to relationships than this. And you start to pull back from that uh, hooking up. And so it's really like an, an, a maturity thing. Like the more mm-hmm. mature you get, the more the less interested you are in, in, in doing that. Like it's, it's no longer a value that you hold. You're like, I, I don't want that. There's more to me. There's more to dating than this. And so I think that's important to consider and know. What do you think everybody's true to that? Like what do you mean? when they start to feel that way, do you think, do you think people transition to that? Like I yes, I looking think, for a, something more substantial in a yes. relationship? Yes. I think they can. I don't know that that always happens. Right. I, I think that some are, some people are quicker to get there than others. True. You know, okay. and so like based on their life experiences or, or what's happened to them prior to that, you know, that kind of shaped that, um, they, they may not be as quick to walk away from it. Um, if they're really, if they don't know who they are, yeah, you know, and yeah. they're wrapped up in like, this is my identity. Then I, I think that it's, it's harder to get away from it. But I, I do think those people that would say that's their identity, they may not be able to, to say that, but like they're, if you really kind of peeled their onion and got in there, that that's what's happening. Uh, I think if they were honest, they would tell you that they don't feel fulfilled in that, that they're not getting from all, all these hookups. They're not getting what they really want out has of to a be relationship. Empty. It really is. It really is. And so, um, so we, we talked quite, quite a bit about, um, about like the sex aspect of things, but anything like conversationally or anything about dating, um, like vulnerability and, and, what to share, what not to share. What are your thoughts about that? Um, well, I think, I think you know, we talked earlier in in our episodes about the wallflower, right? Mm-hmm. Like you do have to do a little obs- observation. You do have to like hold a little bit back initially, first date, second date. But then as you're getting to know someone, drop some things, right? And see, feel it out. Right. Um, you know, give figure them some crumbs. Out, yeah, give them some crumbs. Exactly. Um, so I think you do have to, you know, it's a, it's a, progression like relationships you can't just you don't just like sit down with somebody and that's it you know we're gonna get married maybe that happens yeah maybe it doesn't yeah Yeah. (laughs) um and so it's it's always a work in progress but if i would if i could give any kind of tip to doing this it would truly just be be authentic be yourself Mm -hmm. because if you aren't then you're not really you're not going to find what it is you're looking for. Right. You're going to compromise and then you're going to, then you're going to be stuck. Mm-hmm. Or that person will fall in love with a fake person. Yeah. Oof, yeah. That'd you be know, so, so yeah. Right. So they fall in love with what you present and then it turns yeah. out that's not who you really are. And they're like, wait, what? Bait and switch. Right. And so like, sorry, I can't do this anymore. What? Where'd yeah. that come from? <laughs> right. And so like, it, it is important that you present who you are yeah. and that you're honest with what you're interested in, what you're not interested in that, um, you know, what your values are, what's important to you. Like those are things that you need to stand firm on and be true about. And so, um, and not be afraid to have those conversations. Yeah. Um, do you think it's scary to have those conversations in a dating relationship? I think so. But if I think about, so I'll say it from personal experience, while I'm not going out to date, I'm only going out to find friends. Mm-hmm. I think it's gotten easier mm-hmm. to to kind of step out into it. Um, you know, I had, <laughs> I'll call it a first date with a new friend. And uh, it was not as hard as I was, like I walked in thinking my heart was racing. I'm like, oh, what am I going to have to talk about, right? What am I going to do? What am I going to say? Um, and it was just natural and organic and the conversation just kind of evolved over the course of the, mm-hmm. the, the, the time, time that we spent together. Mm-hmm. And so... 
if I if I kind of translate that into dating, there is this nervousness that you start with, mm-hmm. and there is this trepidation. You want to hold back a little bit. You want to you just want to you know you're nervous and you're a little giddy, um, but don't be afraid to to dialogue. Don't be afraid to to have those conversations and just let it wander where it wanders, and you you'll be surprised where you what you what you talk about. You'll be like, oh. I didn't even expect to get there. Yeah. Um, don't, you know, if you feel stifled, if you feel like it's kind of stuck, mm-hmm. um, pull out your cards like Jen Stanley yes. does. <laughs> okay. okay, so brief story, right? So um, this past weekend, I was at a cheer trip with um, with my girls and like it was the whole team and their mom. So every, <laughs> every girl and their mom were living in this house for the weekend, right? We were staying there. And so I was happened to go to Target and I found some new cards and I'm like, oh, I'm totally buying these. And so it was like 80 questions <laughs> about something. And so then we we sat there and uh, we went through those as a group and we had the best time. Like we <laughs> really had a good time doing that. Like just learning things about people yeah. that you never knew. And so um, it, it was, I, I highly recommend that because like it, it, it was questions like the, um, what besides like, what's your pet peeve? It was, um, what was one of the ones that was, oh, uh, have you ever been arrested? Like, was that what? <laughs> what was it? Did you say? Didn't you tell me one of them was like, "Have you ever been arrested?" Yeah, have you ever been arrested? <laughs> yeah, like talking about that, and so just different questions that you know you wouldn't think to ask somebody, and yeah. so like um, even if you like had the deck and you like went through it and kind of got some some ideas, mm-hmm. you know, for what to ask. I think that that's so helpful. Um, it's it's hard to be in a new setting, I think, it and is. not know what, what to talk about, especially one on one. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have like the buffer of other people. So, you know, if you're really nervous about it, go on a double date. Yeah. Group um, dating. Yeah. Um, but w- when it is one-on-one, it makes it, it, it can be awkward. There can be awkward pauses and silences. You know, who knows 10 years from now, that'll be something that you look back and tell as a funny story. Like yeah. your first date story, right? Yeah. Uh, but, but don't just, you know, put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to be who you are. Laugh at the things that you think are funny mm-hmm. um, so that they learn your personality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, tell the, tell the silly stories, even if they seem silly, because they may really enjoy them. Right. Um, you know, but that is who you are. And so you want to be authentic. Right. And you don't want to glaze over that. Yeah. And, yeah. And just go straight to physical stuff. Yes. So, so I will, this keeps coming in my mind. So I want to mention it, like thinking about guardrails that you would put up, you know, with someone. So if, if you're wanting to, to wait and not like, go very quickly into sexual intimacy with someone, then um, some of the guardrails I think you can put up is like, don't have sleepovers. Yeah. You know, don't let the, don't let someone spend the night, like go home at the end of the evening. Um, don't sleep in the same bed for sure. Yeah. You know, don't just spend time on the couch. Like make sure there's a roommate home, you know, if you're together. Um, like commit to not be out past 11 o'clock. You know, like you need to go home at 11 and um, get some accountability. Like ask someone, ask a friend, say, hey, will you hold me accountable? Ask me where I'm at on this topic and, you know, where, what I'm doing Um, and and really be, be mindful of that. Well, and I think even for some of the younger listeners, Mm -hmm. right, some of those things apply, but also um, it's okay if you don't, because sometimes, you know, there's this, there's this expectation um, when you're young, maybe even you know, a little older than teenage years, but there is that expectation that that is going to happen. You mean having sex is yes, the expectation? Yes, okay. is the expectation. You don't have to. Okay. Yeah, but you don't have to. Know that you just, right. you don't have to. You can say no. Um, yeah, don't be don't be afraid to say no. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, uh, Good yes. point. Good Definitely. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then, um, and if the person doesn't respect your no, that says something about their character. Yeah. You know, and if they're going to continue to push you and, and, and prod you and encourage you and like, 
wear you down on that, on, on that. Like you need to keep that in mind. That's, that's not someone that you want in your life. Cause they're not respecting you and respecting your decision to, to wait. Yeah. The end of want to say no. Absolutely. That's important. Anything else you can think about dating stuff that you want to mention? Nothing oh. coming to mind. How okay. about you? Um, well, there is a page on Instagram that I follow. <laughs> it's called Christians Who Curse Sometimes. And so they periodically, they will, they have stories. And they got really interesting things. And so like, uh, and they have funny stuff. Like, um, honestly, I don't know that I've really seen anybody cuss on there. <laughs> but they'll, like, they'll do like awkward sermons that you can't unhear. And so then I've, I love awkward situations. So this is one of my favorite ones. So I, I, I like this page. Um, but they, they'll have like really serious topics sometimes and their stories, but then they also have funny ones. And so sometimes they'll ask for like horror story stories and dating. <laughs> and so I love those. And you know, to the re- like listening to someone and what they went through, like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this is your experience. And so like, I think that having those out there help to normalize that it's okay to have yeah. that not everything is going to go really smooth and like just kind of learning to laugh at those situations, yes. you know, and, and not be discouraged by that. Um, I, you know, uh, this one more thing I want to also say too, that like, um, I don't know that every single person needs to be focused on being married, Yeah, you know, and, and even dating like there, you may not have to do that. You know yes. what I mean? Like that may not be something that that is supposed to happen, and that's not, that's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with you if uh, if dating isn't something that you engage in, or if you don't end up you know in a married relationship. Like I, I think sometimes um, we we overlook that that you know that it's okay to be single. So yeah. I, I should probably throw that that throw that out. Sorry to be at the end, but um, but I think that's important to kind of mention. Yeah, I agree. So I think you should follow the page on Instagram and laugh about that. <laughs> um, also, if you have any stories that you want to share with us, yes. like we would love to hear from you. Like it's bestedbiscuits3 at gmail.com. So send us your, if you have a horror story from dating. We would love I was to just going to say, give, yeah. give us your bad dating yeah. stories. Yeah. So you can even say, you read the, you can talk about this in the podcast or please don't talk about this on the podcast. I just wanted to share. <laughs> but, but we would love to hear like what your experiences have been. Or... What I was going to say, or if you have tips or tricks because mm-hmm. of like generationally, if you have, you know, you're just starting out dating or you, you, you're starting to date it later in life, um, let us know what you found works right. so that we can kind of share that with everyone and, you yes. know. And, and we'd like to try to figure out how to interact more with our audience. Yeah. Um, like, you know, since we record this and then post it, like it's kind of hard to do that. And so like, we'll be looking for ways to, to interact, I think a little bit more, because we would love to hear like what your experiences have been Absolutely. and like, yeah. Yeah. yeah that would be the best bad. part. Yes. I would love that. So. <laughs> the recap the next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. So we would love to hear from you about that. Um, and so the next week we're yes. going to be talking about uh, marriage. Mm-hmm. So we got some good stuff to talk about that. So we'll talk to you next time when we bust some biscuits.